What's good? Welcome back to Agitator. Uh, the only whatever we're behind a paywall. I don't need to keep selling this thing. Um, <laughs> you you know what you're listening to. We're talking. We got fan favorite, uh, host favorite Ren Collier back on the show. Talk about MD Geist one and two. As we were just saying, Koichi Ohada's, uh, I think his first, some of his first things, if not, if not his first, because he was like 23 whenever MD Geist, the first one dropped. Yeah. And they had to, uh, I was reading how they had to throw on a co-creator tag because they were like, we can't give this kid all the credit. We got to look like professionals <laughs> over here. So... But by all accounts, um, especially after apparently the original version of it fell to shit, by all accounts, it it was him. And so apparently it was a terrible, uh, or it was a very chaotic uh, production. And whenever the first cut dropped and there were all these holes in the plot and there was like fucked up animation, apparently, they were <laughs> like, yeah, that was all Ohada. That was that kid that y'all hired. Uh. <laughs> yeah it's it's like indie geist is like the perfect apotheosis of like coked up bubble era japanese anime like bullshit like they give this like basically unproven kid i think he'd been doing like mechanical design work on other animes and stuff like he was known for like doing mecha stuff but he'd never directed anything in his life and he just convinced people to give him money and they had to bring in this other guy to give him the director credit so that like, you know, it would look legit on paper, but the actual, yeah, progress of, of the actual production was like super chaotic. Um, I mean, you can, you get that watching the first one. Like it's the, the plot isn't exactly the strong point of MD Geist. <laughs> and it's, it's really funny because MD Geist was um, like basically completely disregarded in Japan. Like no one gave a shit about MD Geist. Right. Like, it was just like this shitty directed video thing that came out. Like nobody really paid much attention to it. Um, but it was super popular in America. It was like because like the guys from Central Park Media saw it. They thought it was awesome. They thought it was the coolest thing they'd ever fucking seen in their life. And they like U.S. Manga Entertainment um, or U.S. Manga Core, whatever the name is. They, they like used indie guys as like their mascot. Right. And it was like one of the first sort of uh, big action animes that got translated and like released commercially here in the u.s and it's funny because like the second movie um he came out in 97 it was like funded by central park media so it was like the all these western guys who thought indie guys fucking rocked they were like we'll produce a sequel because we want a sequel so bad i, I think that's awesome like they just <laughs> they got it like the japanese audience apparently didn't get what indie guys is but the, the americans got it yeah, I mean it's it's a vibe. It, it is like that straight cocaine. We when we talked about <laughs> Genocyber, uh, I think we related it to almost like a bad acid trip. Mm, oh yeah, <laughs> but one that you want to talk about, one that you're like, bro, this shit was crazy. Like I didn't enjoy it while I was in it, but like you won't believe the shit I saw. But this is straight up just cocaine fuel. Just like taking that like dead or alive rail. Mm -hmm and just it's no it doesn't make any sense at all i was looking it up afterwards uh and the reason it doesn't make sense like i was looking up the plot after watching both of them mm -hmm. and i go oh 
that's what was happening. Uh, it, it's like they knew. They knew what they were doing, the people making <laughs> yeah. it. But they're just not trying to convey the story whatsoever. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're just... They know it's cool, which is all the yeah. fucking the fights and the head squishing. Exactly, yeah. Especially in the like, first. Like, um, it's got a plot, and it's just not a very complicated one. It's like you have to sort of approach it like you would approach like a like a Schwarzenegger movie, like Commando, right? It's like a dumb '80s action movie, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really need a complicated plot, and it's got everything you'd ever want in like an action movie. It's got titties. It's got coolest fucking Sigma male like Volsell protagonist who doesn't ever want to have like experience a woman's touch. He's probably never busted his entire life. He holds all <laughs> of his vital forces inside of himself so that he can be a better killing machine. <laughs> like there's a fucking Mad Max Road Warrior style like desert chase scene with like like a whole action sequence like that. It's it just fucking rocks. Like dude, when when he uh when the woman I can't remember her name, she's in both movies. Um the the main chick when she's like, I need to be with the strongest man <laughs> and you just killed the strongest man. So now we have to be together. And she uh, gets naked and like starts crawling on him and writhing around. And he's just like, get off me, bitch. It's like, I'm only, he's like, he's like, I'm only thinking about killing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, done. It's done with. um. <clears throat> it is funny, but what's cool about the 80s stuff before the wave of irony and Mm -hmm. and self-commentary is that that's just supposed to be cool Mm -hmm. and it is cool because it's approached that way because the creators of this anime thought wouldn't it be cool if like the hottest chick in the wasteland wanted Mm -hmm. to bang him and he was too busy thinking about crushing skulls to 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 fuck her um and then you know you notice that in md guys too the uh md krauser Mm -hmm. uh he he does care about fucking right yeah yeah. that's why he that's why md geist is always going to be top dog because krauser blue boy is he don't know about that semen retention exactly (laughs) he doesn't retain his vital fluids unlike geist that's why geist wins in the end so what what was going on with krauser was he he was making himself one of these bio-engineered warriors, or, or well, I think like... the idea is that they were both, um, mm-hmm. they were both like engineered, like they were basically like engineered super soldiers, right? Like Krauser is like MD one, right? He's like the 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 OG, and then Geist is the second one, and I guess Geist was uh, such a psychotic maniac that they never made anymore so mm-hmm. oh, right, maybe yeah. if there would ever be a sequel we could see the other indie series but yeah there's just geist and krauser but i think like they're both created by that doctor guy in the second one right yeah yeah who, okay, Ed, who yeah. geist geist just randomly kills yeah um, for for almost no reason uh there's there are a few things that i think are awesome that i think we should address up top number one the md of the title hmm. stands for most dangerous which is so fucking cool uh and one of the things that was so funny to me is that there is like it's called like the nexus army or something it's like the robot army the Mm -hmm. the special forces and i watched the dub version of md guys 2 Mm -hmm. and so the other army is just called regular army and (laughs) they and and they say they say things like uh 
you know, your behavior on the battlefield was a disgrace to regular army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. Every time we should, we should uh, clip at least one of them, one time of them saying regular army, because it was just like some of the dialogue in this was, I guess you said this was 97. So this wasn't necessarily early, early anime, but it was like they had slipped into a kind of convention that is yeah. almost South Park speaking, mm. you know, like, uh, you know, if we let him out of the lab, he might destroy everything and then yeah. we'll all die like that kind of. And that was just that was what was popping in 1997. Like they were yeah. like, all right, cut, cut and print. That sounds good. It's got that cool, like kind of half-assed voice acting quality of like early like anime. They would just don't really have a budget to hire like good voice actors. So they would like a lot of times just get like their buddies to come mm-hmm. to the studio and just record it. You know, it's just yeah. like guys you knew, you just get them together. Yeah. And then but when Krauser at the end, whenever MD guys destroys the world or whatever happens at the end, mm-hmm. and he's screaming. The voice actor like really gives it his all. He's screaming mm-hmm. like Jonathan Davis at the end of <laughs> the first corn album. Like he's he's just like Whoa! and you could just imagine that they were in the studio and they just were drinking beers all day. And because I'm mm-hmm. assuming I know for a fact that the way that they recorded Wicked City was in like one take. All the actors mm-hmm. had like basically one take. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. this is a similar thing. So if they're in the studio and this is like hour eight or nine and they've been drinking beers, they're like, all right, now you're just going to fucking lose it, man. And he's like, (laughs) I'm going crazy. You can feel it. You can like Mm -hmm. sometimes the dubs are cool to watch because if you can look at it, not ironically, but as just like a vibe, like like an energy that was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think dubs can be kind of cool in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dub for Demon City Shinjuku is like one of my favorites still, just because like mm-hmm. they give the main character this bizarre like he's got like, almost like a Brooklyn accent or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. super cool. No, the <laughs> the stories behind those are so crazy because they I watched an interview with the with the translator of mm-hmm. uh, not Demon City Shinjuku but Wicked City. Yeah, and uh, and he said that he was like, well, at the time, movies like. Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Pulp Fiction were really popular. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was, they told me to just put as many F bombs as I possibly could in there. And mm-hmm. he described his translating process as watching the movie and writing as he, as he was listening is like first mm-hmm. thought, best thought. That's what went to the actors. They saw whatever he wrote, like come up on the screen. And they like the whole process took two days to like wow. translate and record Wicked City, um, which to me is just, fucking tight like that like yeah that's cool it's cool when they take their time too and Mm -hmm. you know have a really nice and polished i'm sure all the studio ghibli films uh their voice their dub voice acting is like really thought out you know like for oh yeah delivery service had like christian bale and shit yeah they get like big name actors to do it and stuff right right wasn't uh who was it Kristen stewart uh no kirsten dunst i think was kiki in kiki's delivery service is that right like Anyway, it could, doesn't it matter. It could have been Kristen Stewart that was like, oh no, she was born. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those act. It, she was, hold on. I'm going to actually look this up. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it's really impressive. Like when you know what goes into the voice acting side, what just to see like emotion come out in like, because uh, it's, 
it's difficult to say anybody can half-ass a dubbed animation because of how much pressure it usually is like okay you got one take and here it is it's coming up on screen like the way that they produce these especially like the dubs they don't take any time at all from what i understand on at least the majority of them unless like except for these you know super big studio ones but like uh like louise was saying like most of his shit is one take and you just got to be like you kind of have an idea of the character they bring up some of the animation you're seeing on screen and you've mm. got these lines you got to know how to like bring what you're supposed to bring while being in the moment it's like almost like a almost like being on stage or something like this is your shot like you kind of know what you got to do but if you feel we're live so if you fuck up like you know it, it is what it is um yeah, so it's not you're... it's not dubbed but um there's a japanese voice actor uh, toshiyuki murakawa and he was the guy for uh d-boy in um tekken blade mm-hmm. and he's like famous because like it was his first role in tekken blade and there's a part where he like has to scream out this like attack name and he did it so loud that he like broke the mic and he did this <laughs> twice and they left the cut like in the actual anime like you can look it up on youtube oh like, that is so like tight. b-boy high volt boteca and it's like he just it's crazy because you can hear the mic like give out because it just sounds yeah. distorted right before it cuts out like the scream like uh like chino's scream in hexagram you know what mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. that's that's tight i like that kind of yeah like leave all that shit in like yeah. that that adds to the energy of it. And mm-hmm. in MD Geist, I feel like the I think Red's right, by the way. I think that the first movie in particular is utterly about as simple as you can get, right? Yeah. It's the the military's being attacked by these marauders. Geist comes in and kills the marauders, gets on the military side to go stop uh this thing called the death force from getting released mm-hmm. from its uh it's like a ticking clock kind of thing mm-hmm. so they break in and then it turns out that geist actually uh wants to release the death force <laughs> i love for... i love that twist so much yeah. like and don't forget he's... it's in a place called the brain palace the brain palace i, I, know. I love, yeah. getting, I love yeah. getting brain in my palace <laughs> yeah the, yeah the brain palace dude yeah fuck yeah bro that's where i'm trying to go that shit um, rocks like that whole brain palace sequence is so awesome because they just like bust through the wall and all of the other fucking fight tech soldiers they're supposed to be like the super special forces guys like they all just die like pussies like immediately get yeah. killed by mm-hmm. death force mm-hmm. robots and only guys mm-hmm. to like just runs through like kicking ass and ends up and then yeah at the end the, the big twist is that guys actually listen to the rest of this lovely conversation plus gain full access to the archives bonus episodes read serialized novels on yugen junk weekly and gain access to the agitator discord over on agitator z that's the five dollar a month agitator z tier on patreon.com slash agitator.